0: I'm Nicole Matheson, and this is Unbreakable, the podcast exploring intimate relationships and bringing the part of us deep within that cannot be broken. There have been many times in my marriage when I have felt really disconnected and stuck. If I have tried to solve this, coming at it with my desperation, my need, or trying to change him... It has sent us even further into a downward spiral and made me feel even more disconnected and more stuck. The only thing that has ever seemed to work for me is being the shift that I want. Me holding the space for the relationship, the interactions, and the energy that I am yearning for. It helps us both rise up. If you're feeling like it's time to shift your relationship, I've put my tools and techniques together into a free five day challenge. Shift your relationship. And I would love for you to join us. So the challenge tunes you back into your power to create the conditions, the energetics and the dynamics that you really want in your relationship. It helps you to revive your hope, center in your heart, feel more connected to your partner, and brings you back to the woman you want to be in your relationship. If you are not in a relationship, or not with a man, the tools in this challenge will still be relevant for shifting you out of stuckness. So please, come and join us. To join, simply go to www.nicolematheson.com forward slash challenge. On to today's episode. Today's episode of Unbreakable is a little different I felt the need to talk about the shift in direction for Unbreakable, a direction towards exploring love, intimacy, and relationships. So to do this, I've invited back my podcast expert friend, Alana Helbig from Untangled. Alana helps me explore why I believe that as women, we need more practical support as we manage the epic, soulful, evolutionary experience that our relationships offer us. I also share the big crisis slash expansion points that have shifted my relationship, my theory on intimacy and how it triggers us, and why this is so often mistaken for us being with the wrong partner. How marriage as an institution is evolving and changing with the times. How relationships are like life and death, they don't last forever, so we must treasure them. How honesty seems to work and has never let me down. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to make a point here. During this interview, and at the moment, I'm really centered and in a good place with my husband. But I want to make it really clear to you, the listener, that it is not perfect. And we are constantly triggered, challenged, and awakened by each other, which is normal and beautiful. And part of the role relationships play in our lives. So for me and my husband at the moment, the tools that we have and the connection we have is really strong, which means that when we are triggered, it's much easier to come back to connected and safe within the nest of our relationship. But this has not always been the case. We've put a lot of work into this, especially in the last five years or so. So I just wanted to say before the episode starts that if you are in a bad place, I don't want you to compare and despair because I have been there. Relationships are complex and just because you are in a bad place does not mean it's necessarily the end of your relationship. There is hope. Enjoy. Alana is actually going to be the the hostess or the host Yeah, and my favorite she's, thing. She's in charge of, <laughs> of, of guiding where this goes. I've kind of given her an idea of why I want this. So the rest is in your mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that a really great place to start is you just mentioned that umbrella Boy is heading in a new direction so i think we should just start there can you tell us about this new direction
0: yeah so actually the truth the god's honest truth is that this direction isn't all that new when it comes to the work mm-hmm. i've been doing it's actually been something i've been circling around for years When it comes to being an intimacy coach, I've done sessions with people's relationships and I've done sensuality workshops. So really, uh, this is just... It just feels like I'm, I'm back and I'm more centered and I'm more clear about what it is and that the what is supporting women's evolution within relationships Mm. so i feel that relationships are evolution machines they grow us they are challenging and they're a big part of us learning to love ourselves and evolving into um, the best person we can be. Our relationships offer us endless, daily, <laughs> <laughs> continual opportunities to to grow and to heal and to become the woman we want to be. So um, I am, you know, really just creating those conversations the spaces the the opportunities for women to really dive into that um in their own relationships and and even if they're not in relationships in stepping towards one Mm.
1: Mm. yeah so what does that mean what does this mean for the unbreakable podcast then how do you see that's going to shift and change
0: well i think that it's already it's you can already feel it and see it in some of the episodes um you know the episode with lauren white talking about libido which is such a biggie for those of us in relationships the last episode i just released um talking to rachel ricards about her open relationship um, the next few I have planned are along the same themes, talking to um, a relationship therapist and um, beautiful Siegen, um about her 19-year marriage. So, yeah, the what I'm exploring at the moment is what I'm fascinated with and where my curiosity is leading me and yeah, the people I'm reaching out to are speaking about different aspects of how to make this thing work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm just really curious. I, the, one of the big motivations for me is that I have a really lovely husband who I, who I cherish and I really want us to thrive. Um, and if there's work to do I'm I'm putting my hand up and saying yeah I'll do that what what is that so I just want to cover as many people's wisdom and expertise as possible so that's kind of where um unbreakable is heading Mm. picking people's brains about this
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think that makes the best podcast discussions when you're insatiably curious about a particular topic and you just want to know all of all of the um answers and um insight why do you feel that this work is so important right now for women
0: I feel it is so important because, uh, so many reasons actually, I feel like there's a big global shift in consciousness and I feel like patriarchy as we know it is, is having to shift and move and a big part of that is just coming back into balance with the feminine So, yeah, I I believe feminism starts at home. The front line of getting back into that balance is within our relationships. Um, So, for example, just owning the fact that I am cyclical and emotional and not always totally clear and energized and I'm changeable, me standing in that and owning that rather than shaming it, or rather than feeling guilty about it within my relationship. But the other reason I'm really passionate about exploring this is because I feel women in relationships have been thoroughly unsupported by culturally, socially. Um, we have this expectation that... We just have to get
1: married and the rest is history and happy, happily ever after. The princess finds her prince and then she lives happily ever after. She has the highest libido. There's never any issues and her (gasps) children are perfect. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And so what does a woman do when she's having negative thoughts about her husband?
1: Mm.
0: What does she do when she's thinking, fuck this?
1: Who does she turn to? What does she do when her libido is
0: yeah, yeah crashed, which is what happened to me. Yeah. Um, you start having thoughts like, oh my god, is it is it this man? Am I with the wrong one? Um you know, I just think culturally, you know, our ancestors had the church or um we had communities more, you know, we had you know, way, way back, thousands of years back, we would have had red tent kind of communes of women or, you know, more tribally, we would have sat in circle. Um, But these days we're expected to not be challenged. We expect to not be challenged. We expect to have feelings of love constantly. And those expectations are leading us to you know, all kinds of negative spirals. So I just think it's really important that we have these conversations in order to offer a space for support for, you know, the challenges. Because, you know, the the divorce rates are really speaking for themselves. It's 50% at the moment, pretty much across the Western world. This stuff is tricky. Intimacy is tricky. Relationships are hard. Um, and there is nowhere apart from a relationship therapist. And for a lot of people, that is a very serious step. So if a woman is struggling, for her to say, I'm off to see a relationship therapist, there's a lot of alarm bells that go into that for her partner. You know, it's a serious thing. And... Um, There needs to be something offered, available before that. Mm. Conversations, support, guidance, love. Mm. You're okay. Me too. All of that.
1: Mm. Yeah, what I'm sort of hearing from you here, it's like there needs to be some form of preventative measure rather than now I have this big full-blown issue and, yes. you know, so often we don't have to get to that point. It's it's the same as like if you look at the relationship with yourself as well, it's exactly the same. We go along, we ignore these little things and we ignore these little things because we feel ashamed or scared or uh, t- too afraid to look at what's really going on under the surface. And so what you're really providing Women is a community, a safe community, a safe environment, a safe space where mm. they can come and explore those deeper underlying things that are coming up uh, before it gets to this. Um, I need to see a that we need to see a therapist or divorce even crisis crisis yeah. crisis, crisis or... yes
0: yeah. Um... Absolutely, thank you. You just put that beautifully into words for me. Exactly that. (laughs) And I do see this work as soul work. You know, Mm. this is very much about us. You know, we are not necessarily, like, in, in the guidance, in the support. The focus is on us taking responsibility for our shit, for our wounds, for our triggers, for our healing that is ready to be done rather than, like, this is not a bitch fest. I'm not providing a space for a bitch fest. I want for us to be able to raise the vibration ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you don't even need your partner to know about that, to energetically raise and shift the vibration of your relationship. You know that can that is totally in your power as a woman as as one part of a dynamic.
1: Mm. Mm. And you're going to be exploring all of this. We are already exploring all of this in your Facebook mm. group, which we'll talk about in a little in a little bit as mm. well. Mm. So yes. I know some women would be really interested they'd be listening in and they would want to know about you and your relationship. So perhaps you can tell us about how long you've been married for and how your own relationship has actually influenced your journey into wanting to do this work. Mm, Okay.
0: Hmm. So, yeah, I've been married for nearly 18 years. (laughs) it's quite a long time it's
1: such a long time
0: i've been been with my husband for nearly 21 Mm. um so we were pretty young in our early 20s when we first got together and um you know i was i was really green when i first got together with my husband i i was quite inexperienced within relationships. I'd only had very fleeting, unsuccessful kind of dalliances. And um, I had a lot to learn, and I was probably quite codependent when I look back on it. And so going from that to, um, you know, having children and him moving country to be in Australia with me and you know getting a house together and really doing the whole family thing um, there, there, there have been a few kind of crisis points along the way where it's just like holy shit you know because I think when you get together with someone at such a young age you can kind of relationships can really get set in their ways. And so you kind of get, in a way, kind of set in your younger self-belief systems and modes of operandi and patterns. And, And it's hard, it's hard to shift and change that. You know, because if you shift and change that, are you still the person that they want to be with? You know, there's a risk involved. So you kind of find yourself staying the same a lot and so for me that has come to a few crisis points Um, in when I was around the age of 29 or 30 I had one of these crisis points that was I've spoken to you about before Alana which was that physical pain just really like this was really about me getting beyond knowing myself as a facade hiding all the guilt and shame and really actually coming to know myself, my truth. So that was a big shift for me personally. And, and that then shifted our relationship quite a lot. I feel like I went from being really codependent to being quite independent and quite starting to really look after myself, being self-responsible. And I remember at some, at one point, my husband saying to me, is everything okay? Like, are we okay? Because I think he was used to me being so clingy (laughs) like hang on a sec, you're not like chasing me around the house anymore. What's going on? Um, but it was a lot healthier. Mm -hmm. And so he was kind of like, is everything okay? But this is kind of good. Um, then another big crisis point happened, uh, a fair few years later. So we had a couple of kids by then. And then my libido, uh, kind of disappeared on me and um, that was huge you know libido is an interesting one and one that I love exploring because for me looking back libido crashing was the last thing in the world I wanted like the last I was so unprepared to explore it (laughs) <laughs> so it was like, please not this anything else not libido not anything to do with sex okay because I don't want to go there and um and of course <laughs> of course that's where we go <laughs> because I have stuff I have stuff to heal stuff to <sighs> sort through and yeah so looking back it it, it was a huge invitation to do some healing work and has, and still is it's ongoing, you know, it's an, it's an exploration that has led me closer and closer to the intimacy and connection that I really wanted. I really always want and wanted. And, um, and so that, that was big. Libido stuff was big. Um, But I think when it comes down to it, it's really one of the biggest things in my relationship has been getting out of my head, has been noticing how much of a bitch I am (laughs) to the one I love the most. You know, like if this is the man who I have chosen to share my life with, who I've I would trust who, you know, like, who is the one I love and I'm most intimate with. Why the hell am I so awful to him and so <laughs> negative in my head about about him? He copped it in my head. You know, it's like, oh, this and that and can't do anything right and there were so many ways for him to cop my anger, my resentment, my my negativity. And this has been probably one of the hugest healing challenges of my life thus far, is finding ways to extract myself from that negativity. Because I know more than my head knows how much this is destroying a beautiful thing. Mm. Like in my heart, there is not a problem. And in my head, there is this raging, turbulent, negative storm brewing. <laughs> you know? mm. So it is, it has been like, for me, my relationship has been my biggest teacher for sure. Hands down, sexually, sensually, Uh, everything Mm -hmm. like it is the front line for me of the biggest evolution um, and growth and definitely getting into my heart because yeah um, in my in my heart is where I connect with my husband I don't actually connect with him thinking my way there you know sometimes we have lovely intellectual conversations and discussions but the love happens in my heart the the energy dynamic that lifts us both to be better people happens from the heart connection
1: Mm. Mm. yeah beautiful Mm. (laughs) and i've kind of watched this journey for a while too Mm. it's been really it's been really interesting and insightful to watch and i also think it's Really courageous to um, let your relationship be that for you. To let your relationship be a form of spiritual, soul, uh, personal, evolu- emotional evolution. Like that. That's big, and it takes it takes courage to do that.
0: Oh, I think you're so right, and I think that that is one area that women need support big time or just permission big time, because I feel Mm. like if we can't get past the permission to say, this is hard, this is hard. And that doesn't necessarily Mm. mean it's wrong. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm with the wrong person. You know, I think we, we, we struggle to admit that it challenges us because we think that has a consequence that we don't want. Mm. So if we can all just put our hands off and say, this is fucking hard. (laughs) And it's not hard because you are with the wrong person. It's hard because you are being intimate Mm. and intimacy triggers us. Intimacy means getting close to someone for the truth of who you are. It's very vulnerable and the closer we get, the more we have to trust the worthiness, the lovability, the beauty, you know, of our truth, of the, our true self,
1: mm-hmm. not the
0: facade, but our true self and that is what makes us that is that is and the bitch is the survival response to that it is the kicking and fighting it is the get away from me it is the keeping one foot out the door because this is too fucking scary because if i'm two feet in i don't know Mm. too scared
1: Mm. And I think the really other interesting thing to point out here as well that was just coming through for me while we were talking – while you were talking then, Nicole, is – about this, this um, awakening and shift that's happening within women. And quite often we hear the stories of um, I, I'm awakening, I'm doing this evolution, I'm doing this self-work, I had to leave my relationship behind because it, I no longer fit within it. And I've I've definitely, I have that story, I carry that story with me from a past relationship as well. But I think what's really interesting with the work that you're doing is that you exploring this awakening through the uh, container of a relationship yes um, yes yeah
0: thank you for pointing out that difference and I I believe that you know and I know that frustration I have been that woman going oh my god I am doing all this spiritual evolution and my husband's not mm. and he's he's had his moments of worrying about us, it. like oh my god are we on different pages now? Are we, do we have different belief systems? Like what, how can we make this work? And yeah, so it's been an interesting exploration of actually how to make this work. And I believe it's very much possible. Um, You know, I believe that the work that we do on ourselves raises the vibration of the relationship, energetically shifts it. And inspires our partners,
1: Mm.
0: you know, but there is the risk that it doesn't and the risk that actually this is not right for us anymore. You know, you Mm. you actually need to have a partner who is capable of growing Mm. and not everyone is because growth can be a bit scary. Yeah. But definitely uh, staying small and the same is not an option for me mm-hmm. like it just does not appeal um and i want I, i'm in this relationship because i want to be in it you know and my husband my husband as well like we have these conversations like i don't want you in this relationship if you don't want to be here mm-hmm. like we want to be here for the right reasons and able to grow and communicate and share and be vulnerable um and it is like you were saying before it is it is an extremely courageous (laughs) undertaking Mm. because you know our hearts are they're they're in they're all in and it feels like there's too much at stake but um, I would like to suggest that what is wrong with a lot of people's marriage is they're tired, they're stagnant. And I've got, I know there's so many people whose marriages aren't, but even there might be a little aspect of it mm-hmm. that is, it, it's stagnant, it's stuck. And the reason for that is fear. And so, you know, for, for some people, that can get to a point where they explode and the whole thing is over. Mm. Or if they got to it earlier, like you were saying before, and had that brave, courageous conversation and were really vulnerable and allowed their partner to see their truth, then maybe it would come alive again. hmm mm. And I I just this morning heard of a a lovely friend whose husband just left her. You know, it's like, fuck, I did not see this coming. Mm. It's it's really devastating. She's devastated. She didn't see it coming either. And there's a family and, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like life, isn't it? relationships are a bit like life in that we're not guaranteed a certain lifespan and there is always the specter of death sitting on our shoulder. Like we just don't know. We have so much uncertainty around how long we are going to live, how well we are going to live, all of that. But if we didn't, if we weren't mortal, if we were going to live forever, where would we get the appreciation of life, of being alive, mm. of waking up every morning and going, wow, you know, or all that knowing that that life is short, like that brings energy
1: mm.
0: that brings so much energy to your life. And it's the same in relationships. And I remember saying this, um, one of the wise things I said at the age of 26 when I actually got married was that. You know, my marriage could be over any time. Like, I don't know. Like, the the specter of divorce is always there. So that means we have to enjoy it and live it and love it while we have it.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I am... I just, uh, there was something else there that you were saying, which I think I, I want to just quickly probably loop around to before we move on to the final couple of questions. Mm. But I think, and I think you touched on this in the beginning when you were talking about why this work is so important to you and that the old structures don't seem to work. And I think one of the things that is, that perhaps, um, i see in relationships is that we now as humans have evolved very quickly you know like in the past we stayed in the same job we stayed in the same house we like stayed in the same suburb everything was the same we didn't do a lot of growth and evolution personally um internally but also externally in our physical world and now that we're, it's getting faster and faster and faster, our evolution is just like speeding up, speeding up and speeding up. But in our relationships, we still have the old structures and systems in place. We still have the yes. old marriage I structure agree. in place. And it doesn't work mm-hmm. anymore. I'm not saying like marriage doesn't work, but marriage in the way we've looked at it in the past doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah and so totally i feel like the work that you're doing is again it's about looking at how does this how does this structure and system or how can this this structure that that i'm in and i choose to be in and i want to be mm. in how can i how can it evolve with mm. me as i evolve so i'm just actually this actually just leads me in then to this question i guess which is how are you doing that in, mm. like, your relationship? How is this work that you're talking about influencing the relationship that you have?
0: Oh, such a great question because I, I'm, I'm really excited about the idea of evolving our ideas of marriage and relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's archaic the way marriage and institutions look at marriage. I just finished reading Esther Perel's book, Mating in Captivity, and I think she has some beautiful ideas about where marriage is going. Mm -hmm. You know, just that we cannot be as inflexible as we have been in the past, and the divorce rates are a symbol of that, that we cannot expect it to be necessarily one marriage per lifetime you know that um and she talks about this in terms of it could be the same marriage to the same person but it needs to be completely re-energized or like nearly like three separate marriages like there's a clean point where we look at this again and go hang on Um, I don't want to do it like that. And I've, I was reading some psychologist notes recently, I think, um, of a family counselor saying that she had this couple who were having, who the guy was having an affair and they'd come for couples counseling. And the wife said, okay, like she really rose to the occasion. And she said, okay, um, our marriage as we knew it is over. But um, what I would like to do is actually live together and live in separate bedrooms and have a whole lot more freedom so that I can take my own holidays and really be the master of my own time and finances and have separate bank accounts. And if I've got a dinner party, it's not a given that you will come. It's just like, I'll invite you just like I invite the rest of my friends. And and the husband apparently was just like, oh, my God, I am so back with this woman in a jiffy. The affair was over. And their relationship just totally energized up. And it's really taboo to be looking mm. at relationships as not this inflexible it is just me and you living in our one house for the rest of our days. Mm. Personally, I am um, an adventurous spirit, and I want to feel like there is some sovereign domain within my marriage. You know, like, and and I am able to say this here because I am able to say this to my husband as well. Me journeying in this direction has has meant that. We're having some really amazing discussions and, you know, when I've been on my soul spiritual journey, it's been really confronting when I've been like, yes, what I really need is to be able to look after myself and go and do this meditation right now. And then to have my husband saying to me, I really need to just lie on the couch all afternoon and not mow the lawns. How can I be really sovereign about my need to meditate while not really allowing his need to rest and recuperate. If I want uh, a sense of sovereignty and, I don't know, spaciousness and some freedom within my marriage, then, of course, he wants it too, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I feel like our approach now is very much more like... We're kind of coming back to the energy of people who are starting a relationship. You know, it's like, you're a free person. Mm. You're with me because you want to be. Mm. And when you first start dating, that's what you're doing. You're with that person because you want to be with that person. Maybe down the track, it will look completely different. But at this point in time, it just means we we are free to be ourselves, I suppose, mm-hmm. to be our truth.
1: Mm yeah
0: and and you know there's always room for improvement and there's always more scope for truth and there's always areas that we haven't covered and that's exciting yeah our approach is just to keep communicating to keep being connected and to keep being honest Mm. at this point in time
1: Mm.
0: yeah god it feels so much better too
1: (laughs) yeah and something that I've pulled out from from what you've been saying this whole way through is that that open conversation that that open um openness and that honesty and I think that where that probably i don't know you tell me, but I feel like probably where that started was having that open and honest conversation with yourself first, I should, yeah. And then you're able to bring that into the relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, however many years ago, that physical pain breakdown that I had, that was the first cracking open about being honest with myself. Like, I couldn't even be honest with myself at that point. Mm. Like, I couldn't even consider asking myself certain questions or thinking about certain experiences or shame or guilt or whatever. So absolutely, it's been um, a process from that point of where stepping into truth has just always delivered the goods, mm. always never let me down, mm. not once. Mm.
1: <laughs> what advice would you have for other women who are listening and mm they're in a relationship married or not and yeah they're feeling that that call to 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 re-energize or to explore deeper or even just a a stagnancy they're not quite sure what it is yet what advice would you have Mm. for them
0: i would have two pieces of advice one is to turn towards yourself turn towards ah, whatever pain is there and hold it without judgment and your own healing and start looking after yourself start doing you know the beautiful caring nurturing things that need to be done that you're yearning <laughs> for start becoming more self responsible when it comes to your inner circulation of love and well-being because that is our only job our one job and it is the foundation for any relationship comes from our inner flow of love and well-being and that's your job your responsibility to know what makes that flow work so it's little tiny baby steps towards that and It is quite unbelievable what shifts in a relationship when that starts to happen. Quite unbelievable. It's like the vibration uh, is raised, you know, and consciousness is raised too. It's like, hang on, if I'm looking after myself like this and my relationship is, you know, making me feel like that then what's going on here? That's not okay. Boundaries start to come up when you start looking after your own internal circulation of love and well-being. You know, boundaries that you didn't even realize you needed before. And then my other advice is to have that courageous conversation with your partner. Like, yes, it's shit scary. But maybe the one about that you're afraid that conversation that actually you're afraid that if you told him you didn't want to have sex with him or whatever it is (laughs) that uh, he wouldn't love you as much or whatever. And that that is, you know, it's your stuff and you know, it's your responsibility, but you just wanted to share it because it's been eating you up. And it's something that you're really ready to heal. And um, and you need his help or her help. You know, that kind of conversation brings you closer together, connects you. Hmm. And um, it might be a startling conversation at first. It might shock your partner if you've never had that kind of thing before. But... Once they get over the shock, I guarantee, well, I don't guarantee, but I I guess that you are going to feel something shift. Mm. So Mm. um, go for it. Do it. Beautiful.
1: And just to round off, Nicole, you're, we've been talking about these spaces that you are wanting to create for women where they can evolve within their relationships. And I know you've got quite a few exciting little projects and things happening. So if the women want more and they want to connect with you and they want to connect with other women, what are some of the spaces and resources and things that you're offering now?
0: Yeah, so... Um... I'm pretty excited about um, both my online group and my monthly meetup group. So I have an online group called Embrace Women's Circle on Facebook. So it's a Facebook group. And I'm doing a lot of Facebook Lives just with the inspiration that's flowing through me. There's some really beautiful, wise women in there. There are women in all different stages of relationship who are just wanting to have this conversation. And it's, it's really exciting in there and gosh, it's growing so fast, which is beautiful. And it just shows how much we need this, you know? Um, and then I'm also holding monthly women's circles in Brisbane and, um, I'm inviting guest speakers to these ones because I just, there's so many amazing women doing amazing things um, around here who a lot of them happen to be people I know or friends of mine. So I thought it'd be really lovely to just explore their wisdom, their expertise, invite them along, have a women's circle with lots of sort of sharing and ritual and cups of tea and journaling and meditation and whatnot. Um, So they're happening. And um, I've got a five-day challenge coming up. So if you want to be a part of that, just sign up somewhere to either the Facebook group or my newsletter list. And very soon we're going to have a five-day challenge to shift your
1: relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And what about your book?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I was I'm like, there's something that. else. You're not finished. There You're is not finished. Else.
0: There's <laughs> something else. So, I'm writing a book as well, uh, pretty much about this topic about my relationship and how I have moved from being that bitch, <laughs> to being <laughs> the woman I want to be. To it's really a soul, a soulful book about coming back to being responsible, turning towards the healing, um, spiritual practices, as well as just uh, I don't know, just relationship dynamic stuff. And what I what I'm kind of excited about with this book is it's not. There's no big traumatic stuff going on. Like there's no he goes and has an affair or we break up or there's a horrible fight. Like we've, we're really sort of your average, stable, loving, married couple. But I suppose what it is is an expose on the negativity that can go on if we get stuck in our heads and how the, how the hell – do we make that, do we diminish that and center more in the love of it all, the love potential of it and keep it alive a bit more? So the book is a work in progress. Yes. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm finding it hard. I have to really be focused. and um, But everything else is kind of inspiring that. So I'm kind of feeling like... It's all feeding into each other, and it's all win-win. And um, the more exposure I get to women in relationships, the more sort of ideas I have for what to share in my book and, you know, the little ideas that I might think are not important become important because, oh, my God, I just find out that everyone else is really struggling with this little thing. Mm -hmm. So um, watch this space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to share?
0: (laughs) I suppose just in closing, um, and this is probably belongs in the, do I have any advice for people in relationships? I would just like to suggest that perhaps some of the pressure that we are carrying to be this perfect partner to be together forever to always have energized libido to never look at another human being or think about another person in your life or to always want to have sex with your partner like plus you know add to that child rearing and (laughs) work (laughs) and whatever other pressure finances you name it i just think you know god i just want to i want to send the message to women that it's hard and perhaps they can be really kind and a little bit easier on themselves that this is not about being perfect but being human and humans feel stuff, think stuff, freak out sometimes, have little moments. <sighs> it's going to be okay. Mm. And it's going to be okay no matter what, whether you stay together or not, you're going to be okay. Maybe take a little bit of pressure off. Mm. That's my, my closing message. <laughs> <laughs> So good, Nicole. So good. (laughs) Thank you, Alana. Thank you so much for being my host with the most. (laughs) Always a joy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find the show notes for this episode at NicoleMatheson.com forward slash podcast 17. While you are there, sign up for my free Shift Your Relationship 5-Day Challenge and come back to the woman you want to be in your intimate relationships. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends. Perhaps these are just the words that could help someone you know and love. And hit subscribe or sign up to my newsletter so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks so much. Until next time, bye-bye.